What do you do as an exercise professional when people disagree with you? Your opinions, your philosophies, your beliefs, your convictions. Uh, what do you do if you're a parent, a coach, a boss, a pastor, a leader, and people want to argue with you? Are you right and do you have the right to defend your opinion? Well, I've got three questions to ask, and they're very personal questions and very important questions. Number one, do you feel that you need to defend what you believe, what your convictions are? Number two, why not make the other person defend what they believe, what their convictions are, what their beliefs are? If you've got an opinion, do you have the right to have it? If somebody argues with you, do you have to defend yours or should they have to defend theirs? So number one, do you want to defend what you believe? Should other people have to defend what they believe? And number three, do you really want to have an argument? Do you want to invest the time, spend the time, waste the time? arguing with somebody that doesn't agree with you and there's a those three questions have all different answers for all different reasons of course but my personal one to you is number one if you're going to defend what you believe in what do you have to know how much knowledge do you have to have how much in-depth understanding of that topic do you need to have to be able to explain what it is that you do and why you do it and of course that's I think really important because why would we have an opinion if we didn't have what is required to back it up? So if I'm going to talk to people as an exercise professional about my particular philosophy on food or exercise or uh, the number of times a day you should eat or whether you should be vegan, vegetarian or carnivore or whether you should uh, be doing certain exercises or how many times a week you should be going to the gym. If I've got an opinion, belief, conviction on those, am I coming from a high place? In other words, do I have in-depth anatomy knowledge, physiology knowledge and can I back up my argument? Uh, and if you are coming from that position, so you have decided that what you're doing is exactly the right thing and you're going to keep doing it, my question is why would you defend it? Because if somebody comes along and disagrees with what you do, will you change what you do because they told you to? And I think that's a really important question to ask. And it doesn't matter who that is. It could be a boss. It could be the manager. It could be another expert. It could be an exercise physiologist. It could be a dietitian. could be a cardiologist, endocrinologist. And the reason I give you all of those is because they all argue with each other. There are cardiologists that disagree. There are endocrinologists. There are hormonal doctors that disagree. There are psychologists that disagree. So it's very likely that whatever you have decided is your philosophy, your belief, your conviction, there's always going to be somebody that's going to disagree with you. doesn't matter if you are exactly right and you believe you are exactly right. Is it possible that somebody's going to disagree with you? And the answer is yes, because it doesn't matter what topic you pick. There's always an opposing point of view. So if you're, you have decided that this is the way you exercise, the way you eat, the way you're going to look after your clients, the way you're going to run your business... If somebody comes along and argues with you, why do you need to defend that? Because you're not going to change that. That's who you are. That's what you stand for. And I always ask those three questions. Who are you? What do you stand for? What do you stand for under pressure? And probably the fourth question is, what would you die for? And there's some things that if you really consider the right or wrong, you would... Oh, I certainly have things that I would rather die than change my point of view on them because I absolutely passionately believe in them. So that's number one. Do you really have to defend what you believe in? Why would you if, it's, if you're never going to change it? If you expect somebody else to defend what they say or you would like somebody to defend what their opinion is or their belief is, 
why not ask them? So if somebody disagrees with you, why not just simply say, rather than getting into an argument, getting defensive and justifying what you do, why not very beautifully say, thank you very much for sharing your, your opinion with me. Thank you for having a belief or a conviction. I love passionate people. Please explain to me why you believe that. I always have three questions. Why do you believe that? Why is it important to you? And are you open for discussion? Because again, if somebody said to you about your beliefs or convictions, are you open for discussion, would you change? You'd probably say no, because these are the things that you stand for. This is what you would die for. So is that important to you? Why do you believe that? And are you open for change? And if the person says no, I don't know why you would get into the conversation because would you be wasting your time? They're not going to change what they believe either. But if somebody attacks you and your beliefs, why should you defend what you believe? Why not get them to justify what they believe? I will share with you very passionately and very openly that I don't do that anymore because it's always put me in a very, every time I've done this, it's put me in a very uncomfortable situation. Because when I ask people to justify why they eat a certain way, why they exercise a certain way, why they're preaching a certain philosophy about how the human body works, nobody can ever explain to me. They give me somebody else's opinion. They regurgitate somebody else's opinion. They give me some airy-fairy explanation. But I'm not interested in the airy-fairy explanations. How about you? I want anatomy. I want physiology. I want common sense. And if somebody can't give me an answer based on those three things, then I'm, I, I don't want to know. <laughs> and I share that very passionately because I only have 24 hours in my day. How about you? Uh, I, can't, I don't want to argue with somebody that can't explain to me why they believe that, what they believe. And if somebody says to me, Ro, you should just believe it, well, of course, that, I, I'm not there. If somebody can systematically take me through a process that explains this is why I, I tell people to eat this way and this is why I tell people to exercise this way based on how the human body works, now I'm really open to listening because they obviously understand their anatomy, they understand their physiology. And I've been in that position because when I first met K-Man, uh, I went to a big fitness conference uh, on the Gold Coast in Australia and I was already training people in a very simple, easy to understand, time efficient, effective way. I used to call it QRT, quick resistance training. And I went to his conference on purpose, I went to his session at the conference because he was talking about why you didn't need to waste a lot of time doing exercise. So I was already going somewhere where I felt that my what I stood for, what my core values are, what I believe in, what I would die for, I could get more information about those. But what was really awesome about meeting K-Man, if you've ever had a conversation with him, and please do, uh, he just questions everything. He forced me to justify what I, why I was doing what I was doing. Now, I was open for that because it was coming from somebody who was really smart, had common sense, had logic, but also an in-depth understanding of anatomy and physiology, which I at the time didn't have. I was just, to me, it was common sense to do short, short exercise programs. It was common sense to not waste people's time. It was common sense not to do dangerous exercises, but I was still doing some pretty stupid stuff. And he just asked me, why are you doing that and how does it work? And please answer and justify. And I couldn't. And that's the difference. If you believe in something and you know that it's the right thing and you're not going to change your mind, then why would you need to justify it? But if you are preaching, teaching and telling people to do something, but you can't justify it, and now you've got to get, you've, and you, you know that feeling, don't you, where you feel really uncomfortable and you just want to, 
And that conversation usually ends in some kind of, oh, we'll stuff you and you walk away because you can't justify what you're doing. And it's kind of exciting, isn't it? If somebody challenges you on what you believe and you can't justify why you're doing it, uh, I think that's exciting because it means you're going to chat. Well, I would change. I would now go, well, I can't justify why I'm doing this exercise or why I'm telling people to eat this way. So I'm going to be, um, be very open-minded to change. But I only want that information to be coming from somebody who's got in-depth understanding of anatomy, physiology, they've got good logic and they've got good common sense. And that's the reason why I don't often ask anymore. In fact, I never do. I never say to somebody, please justify what you're doing because I have never met anybody that can explain it to me. All I get is this airy-fairy stuff, and I don't have time for that anymore. I'm I'm too old for that, as they say. So there's your opinion, what you stand for, what you believe in. Do you need to justify? Sorry, you don't need to justify, or you do need to justify. That's completely up to you. Then the other person either justifies what they're doing or they'll just tell you, or you just have to do it because I said so. And then you have to decide whether or not you want to be involved in that organization or be involved with that person. And that often comes in the format of you want to go and work somewhere. You want to work in a gym or a personal training studio or with a group of people. And they tell you that you have to do exercise a certain way or they tell you you have to tell people to eat a certain way. You don't agree with that. They're not going to change their mind because they don't agree with you. But if you're going to go and work in their business, would it be disrespectful if you didn't follow their system? And that's where, for me, it's always about why not run your own business? Do it your way so you don't have to justify what you're doing to somebody else who can't justify what they're doing. Because if you have to go into a business and get them to justify why they're teaching people to exercise a certain way, is it possible that now you might have to lower your standards to suit their ignorance or their arrogance? And I use those two words uh, very specifically. Ignorance means you don't know. And is it possible that there are lots of people who just haven't done any study or they just don't know how the human body works and they're basing their opinion on somebody else's opinion and they're just ignorant? But arrogance is different because arrogance is that you think you know but you don't know. And that's when I ask those questions, uh, why do you do that exercise or how does that work? And the person gives me some weird explanation that doesn't make any sense but they actually believe that they're right but they can't justify it and I find that to be a really interesting situation ignorance and arrogance are ignorance you can learn and if you're open for learning when you're ignorant then then you may be able to learn and that's what I always want to be I always want to be ignorant so that I'm open to learning but I never want to be arrogant which is I think I know everything but I don't Uh, But when I deal with people like that, I find it very difficult, which is why I wouldn't go and work for somebody like that that tells me what to do, but they can't justify it. So there's an interesting thing to consider. The third one is that you don't want to argue at all. So number one is you justify what you're doing. Number two is you get the other person to justify what they're doing. And number three is you just don't bother with the argument. And I, I ask that question very specifically again. Do you want to waste time Arguing with somebody that, and I'll use that beautiful expression again, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. So you could spend a lot of time arguing with somebody, but they're not going to change their mind. And I can't be bothered with that. So I always use this beautiful question. If somebody asks me a question about exercise or eating, I always ask them, what are you doing? Is it important to you? Why do you believe that? And are you open for conversation? And Often the answer is, oh, yeah, I'm open for conversation. So I ask this beautiful question. If there was an easier, faster, safer, better way to get the same result, is that something you'd like to chat about? 
But probably more important than that question is the one beforehand, which is what is the result that you wanna get from that exercise? So let's say somebody comes to you, you're an exercise professional, you're a coach, leader, boss, parent, teacher, and somebody says, I want to do this exercise, or I wanna do this particular activity this way, or this mission this way. You now have the opportunity to ask them, why do you do it that way? Why is that important to you? And are you open for change? And rather than argue with whether or not they're right or wrong, just get them to explain why they do it their way. If it doesn't agree with you and you're never going to change your point of view, why not just congratulate them? Just say, that's awesome. I'm glad that you're doing it your way. Uh, if you love doing it that way and you're getting the result that you want, that's awesome. Because that conversation of arguing with somebody that is not going to change their mind, I, I don't have time to do that. Uh, and I reckon that you don't either. How about that? Because we only have 24 hours in our day. And my question to all professional people, but particularly to exercise professionals, is who can we help? Do we, do we help the people that need our help or do we help the people that want our help? And there's an interesting answer to that question because who needs help to get healthy, fit and strong? And could the answer be millions, if not billions of people in the world need help with being healthy, being fit, being strong, having a stack of energy, getting their body into great shape. But who actually wants your help? It's easy to go up to somebody and say, you shouldn't exercise that way or you shouldn't be eating that way. But what if they don't want your help? <laughs> they might need it, but they don't want it because they're happy with what they're doing at the moment, which is always that question. If there was a safer, better, more effective, easier way to do this, is that something you'd like to chat about? And if the answer's no, then I don't waste my time there. And I'm going to ask you very, very personally to consider those three options. Anytime somebody uh, attacks you, wants to argue with you, write something on social media about what you've posted, any of those situations where you feel like, I do it this way and you feel like you have to justify it, that is a choice. You get to justify what you're doing if you want to, but you don't have to. If you believe what you're doing is the right thing and you're not going to change your mind because you're rock solid on it, it's a core value, it's what you believe in, it's what you stand for, it's what you would die for, then you don't have to justify it. Ask the other person to justify what they're doing. That's option number two. You justify is number one. Not Option number two is they have, you have to get them to justify what they're doing. And then option number three is that you just don't have an argument. You just congratulate them. So I'll give you a very simple explanation. Somebody comes to me and says, and they often do, Roa, you should be doing this particular exercise because. And I love the because because it often doesn't have an explanation. It's, well, right, why should I do that exercise? Because it's good for your abs or it's good for your shoulders or it's good for your back or it's good for your knees or whatever. And I always ask the question, so if somebody tells me what, this is what you should do, I always ask the question, tell me why. Why would I do that and how does it work? And as I shared before, though, that particular two questions has often got me into a very uncomfortable situation because those people often can't explain to me. They, don't, they can't tell me why and how. So a little bit easier way of communicating and wasting less time. Uh, if somebody says to you, you should be exercising this way, so you, do you love to exercise that way? And if it doesn't make any sense to me and it doesn't fit in with my core values and it's not something that I'm ever going to change, I just say congratulations. I'm glad you're doing it that way and it's working for you. 
Uh, I don't even ask anymore if there was a safer, quicker, better way. Would, is that something you'd like to chat about? Because I don't want to spend the time arguing. I don't want to justify what I'm doing. I don't even want them to have to justify it if they can't because it's really awkward and really uncomfortable, yeah? And I don't want to put anybody into that situation. If you don't understand how the human body works, if you haven't got good fundamental foundation understanding of anatomy and physiology, it's very difficult to justify why you do certain exercises, waste of time exercises. So somebody, and I'll, again, I'll just use a simple example. Somebody comes to me and says, Roa, you should be doing planks. And I say, do you love them? Yes. Why do you do them? Though because they give you strong abdominals. Fantastic. Usually the answer is this. They're good for your core. Now, I could say, why are they good for your core and how are they good for your core? But I just say, do you love doing those exercises? Are you getting the best results possible from that exercise? Awesome. Congratulations. You should keep doing them. I don't want to argue with people and I don't think you should have to argue with people. But the only way that we can ever be in that position, and I'll just ask, is it possible that if you know that that exercise is either dangerous it wastes somebody's time, it's ineffective, or there's a better exercise, and you know that, you could defend it, but my answer would be why. Ask the other person to defend what they're doing. So I'll use the plank example. If, if somebody really wants to, let's say it's my client, which is a different reason for having a conversation. So my client says to me, I'd really like to do planks, Rowie. Are they, are they a good exercise? I say, awesome, let's figure out if they're a great exercise. Number one, what result do you want to get from this exercise? What result do you want the plank to give you? And they say, well, I want to have strong abdominals and I want to burn fat off my abs and I can feel my abs burning when I do planks and I want to have, um, I want to be able to have a strong core. Okay, so if there was a safer, more effective, faster exercise to give you, uh, to burn fat off your abs, to give you strong abdominals and to help you uh, do, do whatever it is that you want to do more effectively, is that something that you'd like to chat about? And I've never had somebody say, no, I want to do the slow, boring, ineffective exercise. I want to... No one's ever said that to me. Uh, the answer has always been, well, what's the, what's the alternative? And you might then take somebody through the questioning process, which is, well, your abdominals, your lower back muscles that work in conjunction to hold you in the upright position, if that's the best position for them to be working in, would it be better to exercise them in the on the ground position or in the standing up position? Would it be better to be horizontal or vertical? If your core, and I hate using that word because it's just not, a, it's not a, a, an anatomical term. Your core, and this is a great question to ask people if you really want to have an argument, and this is why I don't ask this question anymore. If you suggest that this exercise is really good for your core, could you please share with me what are the muscles of, that, of the core? What are the origin, insertion, and actions of those muscles, and how do they function? And that's when people go purple because they don't know the answer to that question. They just say, well, they, it works your core. How much does it work your core? Which muscles in particular? What are those muscles? What are the origin insertion of action of those muscles? And that's where it becomes very uncomfortable. And I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to make somebody feel uncomfortable. So here's a great opportunity for you to decide who you are, what you stand for, what are your core values, what would you die for? Learn what it is or understand or be really rock solid on why you believe that. You should never have to justify it, but should you be able to justify it to yourself? And I think the answer for that one would be yes, yeah? If you make a statement, if you believe in something and if you would die for it, would be a really good would it be a really good idea 
to understand why you believe that. Uh, and then if you're not going to change your mind and somebody else wants you to change your mind, get them to justify what they're doing, not the other way around, or decide that you want to keep this person as a friend or you want to keep this relationship going so you're not going to have an argument. And that's uh, and I always use this example. Uh, I don't smoke. I will never smoke. I've never put a cigarette in my mouth. I don't like it. I think it stinks. It's terrible. I just justified why I don't smoke and if somebody offers me a cigarette, I just say no thank you because I, I don't want to justify why I don't smoke. If somebody else wants to try and convince me that smoking is a good thing, I don't want to have that argument. They can, Roa, you should smoke or I smoke because. Well, congratulations, I'm, I love that you love smoking and I've said that to many people now. Do you love to smoke? Yes. Well, you should love it and bloody enjoy it and I'll give you a reason for that. Because there's some interesting examples of people that have smoked all of their lives, they've drunk alcohol all of their lives, they've taken drugs all of their lives, they've eaten crappy food all of their life, and they're still alive at 100. So I'm not anybody to argue and say, if you smoke, you'll die. I just ask, do you love to smoke? If you love it, then enjoy it. Because I think that one of the reasons why the people that have smoked and drunk and eaten crappy food and taken drugs all of their life, and they live a long time, I think that's got something to do with the fact that I don't feel guilty about it. Uh, obviously, if you feel guilty about something, if you stress about something, if it doesn't, if you don't feel good about it, is it possible that that will stress you out? And stress is one of the biggest killers in the world. So if you're smoking and enjoying it, maybe that's a, a reason why uh, people can smoke their whole life and not die of lung cancer. It's not a conversation I want to get into. I don't want to argue with somebody who tells me that smoking is great. I just say you should smoke and love it. Somebody tells me that sit-ups are the best exercise for their abdominals. I don't want to argue. I'm standing here right now with the, one of the most complicated back injuries from doing sit-ups with a twist and sit-ups worn, worn away my, my disc um, between my vertebrae. I'm not going to argue with somebody about that. I just say, if you really want to do that exercise, I really want you to do it. Because if you love it, then you should do the things that you love. Sometimes if it's my client, I'll point out the consequence of doing that. Is it possible that if you do this to, to a, a, a disc in your vertebrae over and 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 over that you might get an injury? If you do an exercise that puts shearing forces across your joint rather than compression forces or traction forces, is it possible that this movement over and over and over and over and over could give you an injury? But that's not a conversation I have with somebody that is absolutely rock solid committed to that exercise. I always ask if there was a safer, better, more effective way to get the same result from that exercise, is that something that you'd like to chat about? I'll say that again slowly. First of all, what result do you want to get from that exercise? If I know that that exercise is a waste of time, it could hurt their joint, it's ineffective and there's a better exercise, I always ask the question in this tone of voice, you ready? If there was a safer, better, more effective way to get... A better result from an exercise, is that something that you'd like to chat about? And sometimes people say no. They say, no, I bloody love this exercise. And I go, awesome, you should do it. Somebody says to me, Rowie, is there a better way to get the result? I really want to burn fat off my abs. Is there a better way than doing sit-ups? Well, let's chat about it. Because now I've got somebody who might want my help, not somebody who needs it. And I'll ask the question again. If somebody comes to you and says, please help me, I want this result, Versus you go to somebody else and say, don't do that, it's bad for you. Which one might be a better investment of your time? 
So whatever you believe in, are you rock solid in the reasons why you believe it? And do you have the anatomy and physiology knowledge that you can, if you had to argue it in a court of law, you could. There's a great question. If you had to go to a court of law and justify why you were doing that exercise, could you so that you didn't get sued? The opposite to that, if somebody wants to disagree with what you're doing, whether it's an exercise or an eating plan or the way you run your business or whatever it is that you do, if they want to argue with you about why you're doing that, how about get them to justify what they're doing rather than you justify what you're doing? Or you might just decide, I haven't got the time, the energy, or I do not want to waste my time arguing with somebody that has a different opinion to me. I just want to stay friends with them and I want to have a fun conversation or a fun conversation about something else, not this hot topic. Do you have a right to an opinion? Of course. Do you have to justify it? No, you don't. Does this person have a right to have their opinion? Yes, they do. Do they have to justify it? Perhaps they do if they're attacking you. If you go and attack somebody else's opinion, then you have to be able to justify yours. Would that be fair? But if you're just doing your thing and you you passionately believe in it and somebody comes and attacks you for it, then why do you have to defend what you're doing? Why shouldn't they have to defend what they're doing? And the only, uh, there's always an exception to the rule, of course, but this is the exception. If you have a strong opinion about eating and exercise, you're an exercise professional, or it doesn't matter what business you're going into and what kind of professional you are, but I'll use my profession. If you have an exact belief on how people should eat and exercise, but you want somebody else to employ you, to put you into their business, and I always use this example, you might be a French chef and you can make the most beautiful uh, designer hamburger ever and it's got egg and beetroot and bean sprouts and all sorts of yummy things on it. And you think that that's the best way to make a burger and you passionately believe that because you've been trained that way or that's the way you make the best burgers. But if you go and apply for a job at McDonald's, McDonald's makes burgers. The Big Mac is two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. So if you go and work at McDonald's, you can argue with them. You can get them to justify why they do it that way. But wouldn't that be disrespectful? That's what has worked for them for now a very long time. And when people go to McDonald's, they don't order a Big Mac and want beetroot and bean sprouts and egg and, and tofu on it. They want two all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. So if you work for someone else, you have to sit in and fit in with their system. Would that be fair? So rather than try and change somebody else's system and make them justify what they're doing, you get to choose whether you run your own business in your way or you go and work for somebody else. But if you go and work for somebody else, would it be disrespectful to not follow their system? So as an exercise professional, from my heart to yours, there's three questions. Number one, do you know your anatomy and physiology and do you understand the reasons why you're doing all the exercises that you've chosen to do? Are they safe? Are they effective? And are you sure they're not going to waste anybody's time? And can you justify that in a court of law? Next, if somebody attacks you for that, if, you, if you're rock solid on one and somebody attacks you on that, why would you justify? Always ask them to justify or make the decision, I don't want to have this argument and congratulate them on whatever they're doing. Make them feel specially important and worthwhile because ultimately, is it about being right or is it about being nice? I don't need to be right. If you believe in what you're doing is the right thing to do, why do you need to convince somebody else of that? Be nice. Congratulate them on what they're doing. 
be kind and respectful. And perhaps then in a future time, somebody might come back and have a conversation and maybe they'll be more open to listening to your point of view because you were kind to them, because you were nice to them and because you were respectful. Could that be a good idea?